Alrighty. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to, I believe this is episode number nine, almost getting to double digits. Uh, today, we have a very dear friend of mine. I'll have her introduce herself, but the one and only Miss Anna Dove. Anna, <laughs> Hi, Bruce. How are we doing? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing excellent. It's uh, nice and early, and it's a little, the weather yeah. outside doesn't look too nice. It's I know. Frightful. A little frightful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But no, I'm doing well. And thank you so much for having me on. I really, I really appreciate it. It's a great podcast and it's an honor to be here. Um, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. So yeah, so um, my name is Anna Dove. Um, I have a, a background in a couple different areas. Uh, I, I graduated with a degree in international studies in Spanish. Um, I've spent the last five years kind of in a combination working in both the private sector and the public sector. I've started out in an immigration law firm in New York, which is actually where I became friends with Bruce. Um, I have worked in a nonprofit focused on free market economics. I've worked for a member of Congress and for state government in Maryland. Um, and I'm also I'm a research scholar with the National Churchill Librarian Center. And in my free time, <laughs> I lead a grassroots. <laughs> I lead it. I lead a grassroots like political organization in my home county. Um, so it's it's a busy life, but it's a good life. Yeah, and, uh, and some some point in between there, you managed. To, I mean, I gotta just definitely throw this out. You published a book. Oh yeah, yes, I, did. I have it. I have it over there. It's called uh, Midnight. Yes, it's a political thriller. It's political it's thriller. very interesting. Uh, yeah, political thriller. So just I always had to mention that. Say, oh Thank yeah, I know, I know someone who's published. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very I think it's sold 50 copies. <laughs> so yeah, oh, technically it's hey, published. <laughs> there, there you go. I mean, hey, you're making your way in the market and yes. sometimes it's not friendly, but it's, it's I true. definitely recommend. I'll put a link. I'm yes, not yes everybody go read it. It's, uh, it's a political thriller. It's about an electromagnetic pulse that hits the United States and kind of what happens to all the supply chains and people trying to survive in that and kind of... Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's super interesting. So What's go incredible, it. though, is, I don't know if that's, that, this had to be a fiction, though, just real quick, because what was it? All the social medias, I guess, were out. What was it? I think? Yeah. Or not all of them. I think it was mainly Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Baby. Honestly. Uh, yeah. yeah no. When, I, when that happened, I was like, hmm. <laughs> um, did I, did I manifest this? It's like, did what? Maybe <laughs> I was didn't write in that book. <laughs> yeah, it's, no. actually, it's, it's, it's probably your fault, Anna. But we'll it's just probably my point. fault. Yeah, not Mark Zuckerberg, definitely me. No, no, yeah. not Mark. Not Mark. No, you, not Mark. <laughs> not no Mark. but so, so yeah. But I also so something that's very passionate um, that I'm passionate about, um, and that I kind of just tend to like research on my own time, and that I kind of wanted to talk to about today um, is I am really interested in what are the factors in the individual's life that they can control that can contribute to them having the most prosperous, successful, healthy, happy, joyful, full life as possible as they possibly can. Um, and today I wanted to kind of address specifically like the health aspect of that. Um, I know it's, it's a conversation that is being had a lot right now. Like what is health? What is individual health? What is community health? Um, and health is something that's both, both personal and corporate. Um, it affects us individually, and it also affects populations. There's snowball effects if individuals are are failing to attend to their, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health. Um, it, it affects not only the individual but everybody as a whole. Um, as an example, like if we if we're not understanding and prioritizing and um, kind of working on fixing mental illness problems, um, we're gonna 
we're going to have more violent crimes as a whole. So there's there's very real concrete impacts to individuals um, either not having the knowledge of how to address their health or not um, just not choosing to do it. And so that's something I'm very passionate about kind of in my personal life is just seeing how can we educate and empower people to take control of their health in a way that affects both them and their you know local community and the greater country as a whole. Mm, mm. Um, so yeah, so I was hoping to get into that today. And, and I also, um, there's, you know, there's tons of factors that contribute yeah. <laughs> to each category of health. So I'm not going to talk about like every single one <laughs> I wanted let's, to. Let's start out with how do we define health, right? I mean, there's many different sure. ways to do it. How do we go about it saying, oh, I feel healthy. What does that mean? And yeah. do you actually feel healthy or is it just the cover to feel great? You have energy. Well, and I think that's a, that's a really good point because there's, um, I think there's a lot of false narratives about what health is. Like, for example, like, like the fad diet kind of thing, when you see someone who's like physically fit, it seems to be, there's a huge difference between being physically fit on the outside and being actually healthy on the inside. Hmm. Um, and I think that's a huge factor that I kind of wanted to get into today. But um, I think health, like I said, there's kind of like the four physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. So I think I would define health as having a, a balanced, um, a balanced perspective and investment in each of those four categories. It's not just what you look like on the outside. The actually what you look like on the outside is generally kind of like it's tied. It's not hundred percent correlated, but it is almost like a reflection of what you are, what you're investing in, in those four categories, which are internal. <laughs> right. So yeah. How would you define health? Um, no, that's great. And I like how you broke it down into it's not just being on the outside because you can have someone who's absolutely ripped. Let's just say <laughs> right. And on the inside, I mean, they have um, what's leading them to probably get heart disease in the future. Uh, yeah. All different. I mean, maybe even diabetes, just totally, totally tough. Uh, yeah. well, for, for myself, I mean, you know, my definitions change and they fluctuate. But one that I really liked recently is that health is energy. Right. And mm. it's, it's overall the energy, not just like, oh, I'm so hyped. I'm so uh, energetic. It's yeah. what is the health of your cells that's in your body? Mm -hmm. Yeah, are, no, that's very true. Yeah, what are your nutrients like? Because yeah. those correlate to the energy you have. And yes. like, what's your breathing like, right? Mm -hmm. If your breathing is also uh, sturdy and strong, you're going to have more energy just off the bat. Yep. So And me, actually regulated breathing controls so many systems. It helps regulate and calm mm -hmm. so many systems in your body too. So that's a really good point about breathing. To regulate it. No, that's right. And yep. It's not just an Eastern Himalayan uh, no. process, but yeah. we, we like to categorize things saying uh, familiar, unfamiliar. Oh, if it's familiar, I like it. unfamiliar, get it out of here. No, yeah. absolutely. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about this stuff today, because we our culture has kind of, I think, just skipped over a lot of things that are really important when it comes to health. And it's it's like not it's not super, super complicated. And so it's just great for people to just know, like, here's some very basic things that you can understand about what contributes to these four factors that I see in, in your life and, and the things that you can contribute to making that better. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's, let's dive oh, in. Let's, let's dive in. I'm Sounds good. I'm excited to hear a lot about it. So, yeah. So um, I kind of wanted to focus today on um, one specific connection called the gut brain axis. Um, and it is, it's less the correlation between what you eat and your physical health, because there is a lot, there's a lot of knowledge, I think, generally about 
what you eat impacts your physical health in very real ways. And you can see that, and there's a large conversation about that. What people don't um, necessarily have a ton of knowledge about is actually how what you eat impacts your mental health. And that's kind of this specific connection that I wanted to focus on today. Um, so, and again, this the point of me talking about this is not to make people feel bad about themselves or anything. I just want to try to like inform people so that they can and empower them to make these like small changes in their life that seriously has such a huge impact on on you know being beneficial to your life to creating a more full healthy whole happy life mm. so that that's the purpose of this conversation yeah. but anyway <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think you're talking about just two really key things it's uh one the focus on reality and the focus on what you can control right? so with regards to reality is uh telling people or informing people and having them realize to not see things like to see things as they are but not necessarily worse than they are correct just yep. terms. Yes, see what it no, is exactly. Really uh, face it uh, fully. And then also with control, finding what can they actually do that's tangible that they can control. A yes, sense of control exactly. or influence in one's life can build so much momentum, confidence. Totally. And especially totally. With it's, it's exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. So I'm going to get a little bit into nutrition science here, just, just a little bit, like 70,000 foot view. Um, <laughs> and there's a couple different terms. So specifically what I'm going to talk about today, again, is the gut-brain axis. Um, you might have heard this term. It's been more prevalent in the past 10 years of uh, research about kind of mental health issues. Um, but really what it has to do with is gut health. And when I say gut health, I'm referring to your GI tract, your gastrointestinal tract. Um, and so basically there's a couple different a couple different like terms to understand. So the gut microbiome or gut flora, um, this is the population of bacteria that is actually living in your gut. So every single person, it sounds super weird, but it's like totally normal. Every single person has this combination, this balance of good and bad bacteria that are living in your gut. And they have purpose. Like they're not just there to I don't know, help digest that. Like they, they have serious purpose in terms of connecting to your mental health and how that works. So in the past decade, research have, researchers have become increasingly aware of this thing called the gut-brain axis. And the gut-brain axis is literally, it's your GI tract and your brain talking to each other. It is so, it's insane. Like the body is so amazing, but this is, it's so interesting. So all these bacteria are your GI tract and they're talking to your brain. And what they're talking about is a reflection of, of your health or what you should be feeling or thinking based on what they're seeing in your GI tract. Hmm. So, so here's the definition. So the National Institute of Health says that, quote unquote, the gut-brain axis, GBA, consists of bidirectional communication between the central and enteric nervous system. So just pause for a moment. So central nervous system Everybody knows what that is, but the enteric nervous system, that's actually a nervous system that is within your GI tract. So there's these two nervous systems. That's how this actually works. Mm. They're, the two nervous systems are talking to each other, and the enteric nervous system in your GI tract is the one that is being communicated to by the gut floor, the, the bacteria in your gut. Mm. Um, so, And then continuing with the quote, it links emotional and cognitive centers with the brain with peripheral intestinal functions. So it sounds weird, right? <laughs> so here's what this actually means. It means that if you're, what you put in your body 
what you eat. And there's very specific foods that I'll get into soon that are going to help boost the balance of good bacteria in your gut and, and kind of push down the negative ones. That is a direct communication to your brain of neurotransmitters that, that uh, impact your mood, that impact is serotonin, like stuff that, that you know, you've heard of that is, that is um, when people are talking about, I feel happy, I feel sad, I feel depressed, I feel anxious. That's the communication that's coming from your gut. And, it's, and depending on what you are eating, it's going to tell your brain to feel different ways. So it's, mm-hmm. it's wild. But yeah, so they communicate by producing neurotransmitters, which is basically electrical signals um, to the brain through various pathways. And when there's a negative imbalance in your gut, when there's not enough healthy bacteria, this results in your gut signaling to your brain that you need to be depressed or anxious or stressed. Wow. So wow. isn't that crazy? Like, no, and have you, have you, have you really heard about this? Like, a lot? Uh, I mean, well, the, the, the detail of it, not necessarily. I mean, always the expression of you are what you eat. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. In a, in a simple way, yeah, if you're eating a lot of junk food, just look right. at how you feel in a few hours versus yep. if you eat something incredibly refreshing, fruits, vegetables, yes. But yep. for the part where it's also, you know, uh, for, for me, a lot of the focus I've had now is how do you change your state, which is like your physical state yeah. uh, and how that kind of affects your biochemistry. And yep. of course, the food has a part to do with it. Yeah, my focus was on the food as well as really on the state of the body and how you're moving. But this is showing that it's even more important it just there's so much of an emphasis on it and really yeah. what you eat of course it's going to sit in your belly right yep and it's it's going to build and it's going to affect everything like you're saying with the totally. in, the uh nervous system i think i'm saying enteric like yeah yep. Enteric, yep enteric i mean just yeah, yeah incredible i thought there was only one nervous system but <laughs> yeah well and i mean and yeah exactly what you're saying too it's there's um the specific foods there's like a very specific subcategory of foods that actually support your gut health and it's all of the it's like the fermented foods like yogurt kefir vinegars kimchi um those are the ones that really help those bacteria and then also the they they thrive off of fibrous foods so like vegetables grains legumes stuff like that. Um, and there's also, I mean, I'm sure you've seen there's probiotic and prebiotic supplements mm-hmm. that I, I take regularly and that I would encourage everybody listening to take because it's, that's like hugely important. Those are literally replenishing the bacteria and feeding the mm-hmm. bacteria. Um, but uh, I think something to note is that, um, you know, other cultures, they, their diets. And when I say diet, I also really don't like the word diet because I'm not, when I say diet, I don't talk, about, I'm not meaning like calorie restriction. I'm talking about like, you know, the comprehensive list of what you're yeah. eating. So just yeah, to clarify and, that. And also in the word diet, I mean, a lot of people don't like it because when they hear it, they, yeah. the first three letters. Yeah, exactly. What are, what are we doing? I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. So just to clarify, that's what I'm, I'm not speaking about calorie restriction or, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything negative. Um, but anyway, other cultures in their, in their typical diets, they include a lot more of these things naturally. And in the past, like 50, 60 years, Americans have really departed from including fermented foods, fibrous foods, um, anything that is super beneficial. And instead, we've substituted a lot of our diets with um, highly processed, highly refined foods that are actually exactly counteractive to these good bacteria. So we, an inflammatory food, um, artificial sweeteners, excess alcohol, even fad diets, like when you're actually, to speak of diets in that way, a fad diet, um, 
when it's talking about like eat this and you'll lose 20 pounds in three days <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I actually don't even know what a fad diet is oh, okay so a fad diet is like it's like when they're trying when some company is trying to sell you like here take this pill and you're gonna lose like all this weight or okay. only eat cabbage soup for seven days or <laughs> like okay. all this cabbage stuff that's soup? like uh -oh. yeah have you not heard of the cabbage soup diet yeah um, there's like there's all these diets that are like not healthy. That's the point mm. is that they are, they're either going to give you artificial processed foods or, or like significantly cut your calorie restriction and your nutrient intake. So that's like when Americans generally are trying to lose weight, they'll go to one of those fad diets. Mm -hmm. um, because like, it's, it's the idea of instant gratification of like get skinny quick, essentially. Um, and, and that, um, it's like we were talking about at the beginning with the definition of health, the pursuit of those diets actually result in a negative imbalance um, in your gut, which then again is going to impact your mental health, your ability to, you know, like focus on eating good things regularly. Um, so yeah, our culture, I think again, like it's, we just have naturally kind of departed from that in the past um, several decades. And, and I mean, it's also, it, I, and there's other factors that are definitely impacting this, but our mental health, like one in four adult Americans say they struggle with mental health. And um, there's been a huge rise of that in the past in the past few decades. And so obviously, yes, there's other like factors, like I said, but this is definitely a factor. There is a correlation between how how we, how we used to eat the simplicity and then now just kind of like, you know, mass production, mass mm um ingestion of stuff that is not beneficial for your system and is actually creating negative mental health effects so um, what's, what's maybe been the shift then in the past i think you were saying 40 50 years and maybe is it how it's been maybe subsidized or oh gosh Bruce. <laughs> i mean yeah I, I would say yes yeah. some subsidy subsidization yeah. probably has to do with it um i you know i wasn't alive 60 years ago so i don't know um, but i've talked to people who were alive 60 years ago and time. i think I think there were um, just kind of, you know, in in some ways, a little bit of a different mentality when it comes to materialism and instant gratification. And those two things play very much into diet. Um, so if you're, you know, if you see a Twinkie on the grocery store shelf and you say, oh, I man. want it now, and then you eat it, uh, <laughs> that's, that's instant gratification. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, so, I'll tell you, when I was in, I think, what was it, seventh or eighth grade? Uh, basically, to get to my um, uh, school, we had to walk just about maybe seven minutes. But then yeah. three minutes away, there was a lo local convenience store, I think called Mini Mart. And <laughs> nice. Every morning for about, gosh, maybe half a year, I would go. <laughs> I get a Twinkie and strawberry, at the Nesquik milk. <laughs> yes. then, wow, those those things are so, yeah. No, but just like you're saying, they're convenient, <laughs> the gratification's there. Yes. I start my day in this yeah. state of, oh, I didn't get en enough sleep. I'm going to go learn some things I don't yeah, want to learn about. Right. Have that Twinkie, total state change. And in the really? moment, you feel great. Yeah, in the moment, you feel great. Right, in the moment, yeah. Later on. But then the next day, you feel not so great. And yeah. then to fix that, you take the Twinkie. Exactly. And it's technical, and then it affects your mental health. Yeah. Changes no, sugar, sugar actually, sugar also affects your endocrine system, which we're not going to get into today. But sugar is... Um, not it it also helps with the production of negative uh chemicals in your body and it's also highly addictive um but actually on that point with the whole i mean we'll get into this later 
uh, with kind of like maybe some suggested policy recommendations. But I'm really big on the kids and school lunches being healthy thing, with which I know Michelle Obama was kind of like really trying to make happen. Um, because if you take all these all this data and you put it in the public school kind of arena, you're getting all these kids who are doing sugar crash, sugar crash, sugar crash, and that makes it very difficult for them to like learn in a steady um, in a steady way that where they can actually retain the information. Um, uh, so I think that she what she was doing is is actually really smart. I know it got a lot of flack, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know. but <laughs> but I think she was really onto something um, with trying to kind of educate and emphasize the importance um, of that. And actually, wait, didn't she follow you on Instagram? She did. For, like, does she, she did. still follow you on Instagram? Well, you know, uh, Barry, as we as I call him, um, Mr. Barack, <laughs> he, um, uh, you know, he's, he's very successful and he does uh -huh. stuff. But he, um, you know, I mean, he's a, she's a, she's a one man, one man kind of gal. <laughs> so she <laughs> so doesn't yeah, she, follow you on Instagram. No, I mean, she, like, she had followed me. We had like, uh, I think for about a little more than a week. And then. <laughs> Wait, uh, did you actually like talk to her? Um, I sent her a message. I sent her a message. I didn't get the reply. Got the, got the cold sh uh, shoulder. But that was, that was Man. It was really cool because when that happened, I just thought, well, first I was just sitting. I was just doing some uh, notes from a book I was reading. Yeah. And I get a notification saying, Instagram, Michelle Obama follows you. <laughs> you probably like, thought it was one of those like spam, like yeah. Michelle Obama well, I was, accounts. I was, looking, I was looking for the extra underscore, the extra letter. <laughs> yeah. And then I opened it. I'm like, Okay. Like what? <laughs> and then, yeah, it was just this whole thing. It was a fun so um, fifteen minutes of, I guess, Instagram. I don't know how they call it, but <laughs> no, it was incredible. But like, yeah, to your point, it's crazy how she had this initiative, and yeah. schools were trying to push this forward. Uh, and there's so much. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, it's the idea yeah, that totally. essentially at its core, and a lot of we talk a lot about this on the podcast. Yeah, really, it's about like identity. The the mm -hmm. desire to actually you may want to change but you don't actually change yes like one thing is you know there's a speaker and he went in a room speaking to everybody like hey how many people here love change and everyone's like yeah i do and then he goes bs you only love or like a surprise you only like the yeah. surprises that uh, you want or the changes that you want that aren't going yeah. to change or challenge your identity yeah it's no such, it's true that's a good point it's it's such an issue so i, I don't know yeah. how Maybe we're going with some of the policy stuff, but in schools, how do you learn when your energy level spikes and drops? Right. Spikes yeah. and drops. I right. listen three times a day. It's it's insane. Right. No, totally. And and I, we'll get into this later a little bit too. But um, when it comes to like government policy, there's influences that are not good that are oh, kind right. of helping with yeah. those um, policies that are you know affecting children and education. And education uh -huh. is like one of the most important things that any functioning society needs. And so I think this plays hugely into it. And I would I would seriously advocate for uh, changes in school lunches. But okay. <laughs> anyway, so gut brain access, that's kind of like a basic overview of that. Um, and again, if, if listeners were trying to take away like small changes that they could apply to their lives, it's something as simple as, you know, purchase some prebiotic and probiotic supplements. They're very inexpensive, like $5 for like a monthly supply. Um, try to get kefir, yogurt, kimchi, any sauerkraut, any sort of like um, uh, pickled or fermented food is excellent for your stomach. 
Um, I, I drink kefir in the morning sometimes and I can like tell a change. It's so weird. Like you just feel so much better, even just like physically, not even like with the mental stuff, but. So it's, a kefir, I, yeah. like a, it's like a powder from a plant or. No. So kefir is um, it's like a drinkable yogurt. It's like a, a thinner type of yogurt. Um, and you can get it in like flavored or non-flavored. I would advocate for unflavored just because of sugar content. But if you're okay. trying to ease into it, they have really good flavors as well. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's basically yeah it's just like a fermented uh, milk drink so mm. um, yeah the, so and then are, are incredible absolutely I'm sorry say what well, these supplements are absolutely incredible and I talked yeah. to my brother about it on the other podcast was yeah it would, I mean really coffee as well I mean for me everyone mm. it's up to you do your own thing yeah just I mean I haven't had coffee in over a year and I haven't felt lethargic at all yeah because I'm replacing a morning supplement with something different. Like right. even before this call, I've had uh, just a 40 ounce of water, cold water. Nice. Drink it. Sometimes you put in a lemon. Yep. If I'm not doing that, I'll have athletic greens, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yep. I do those too. Yep. Oh, it's, in, I haven't actually had that for a few days now. I'm in a yeah. different spot right now. Um, man, just like having that little kind of anchor, but that totally. gives you nutrients and wakes you up. Totally. And the thing with the greens, actually I do reds and greens and like a fibrous greens. So those actually have a lot of the, the, um, uh, prebiotic fiber which is so good for um for the gut health so yeah highly recommend all of that as well there's also like you can take fiber supplements as well that are if you're not getting enough natural fiber in your diet which again comes from grains legumes vegetables yeah. um yeah. if you're not getting that then take a fiber supplement they'll give you like five to ten grams of fiber and like the daily average amount for for um just like your average adult is like 25 to 30 grams. Oh, so it makes it a lot easier yeah. if you're taking just simple, simple supplements like that. And they're really not that expensive too. Like mm. they're, it's, um, you know, if you, if you gave up a cup of coffee and a hamburger every month from eating, you know, out at a restaurant, that's the price of these supplements. I'll tell so. you this, I got to maybe make an episode entirely about just the one thing that you just said that kind of blew my mind. I guess maybe because I'm always just picking and choosing is like you said, like, it's not really expensive. Right. And it's, yeah. it's really not. And no. so many of times we say, oh, like, I can't afford to do this. Right. I think we should shift the narrative and say you can't afford not to. Yeah, no, just absolutely. Think about how much you're going to pay in the long term, just immediate. You're paying yes. so much more. I mean, ten dollars. Would you, you rather pay for a mental health prescription for years and years and years? Or would you rather address it on the front end by paying ten bucks for a supplement? Like, and it's, it's ridiculous yeah it's just too much no totally and and also that before we get into the next section i have here i sure. there's a that's a good point about um just like the cost of these things so i i also think that there's a false narrative out there that eating healthy is more expensive than not eating healthy and um when you even without factoring in the toll that eating unhealthy takes on your body and your mind, your emotions, your spiritual life, that all has a cost as well. Um, but even without that cost, if you're just taking, if you're going to the grocery store and comparing, that is a totally false narrative. Some of the cheapest things actually to purchase in the grocery store are the healthiest things, grains, legumes, simple, like unprepared vegetables that you make yourself. So really, what it comes down to is it's it's more a little bit more time intensive like you can't just throw something in the microwave um and it's, it's a little more time intensive and it takes a little bit more knowledge of like how to 
cook things, how to make rice, how to make pasta, how to make legumes or grains. Um, but if you if you have those factors or you do the research on those factors, and it's not super hard. I'm not saying super hard. It's just like slightly more <laughs> of like a no. investment. Um, it is it's it's cost equivalent, if not yeah. cheaper, to eat <laughs> healthy. No, so I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I don't. Yeah. 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 So just to encourage people out there, if you're listening to this, like, don't think that you're going to lose money if you're trying to invest in your health. You're going to actually save money, uh, both short term and long term, because of the you right. know, health costs associated with that. And and to even add on top of that, you're going to save money long term. You're probably for me, you're probably going to gain money because you're going to be in a better state. Totally. Your emotional health, your mental health, your physical, spiritual. There. Yes. I mean, it's probably not going to diminish if you're eating healthier or foods nope. that are uh, more nourishing to your body and you're going to be in a better state. If you're 100%. if you're in a poor state, not just state of mind, if you're in a poor state all, all encompassing, you're already at a disadvantage right off the bat. Absolutely. Yeah, right. absolutely. And I, you know, I I wonder I haven't looked at like studies on this and stuff, but I wonder if this narrative is really kind of making cyclical poverty worse. Wow. If people who are in poverty are thinking that they can only afford unhealthy food and then that affects their health in so many different ways, their mental health, their spiritual health, their emotional health, their physical health. And they feel less capable of trying to get out of that cycle of poverty. Mm. I think that, I mean, and you know, maybe that's what Michelle Obama was also trying to do some of the school lunch stuff um, to try to really give people like, you know, access to uh, an education you can retain, um, you know, all these different connections that are impacted by by your health. So I, mm. I think that this has like huge community implications. Um, yes. Yep. So, yep. yeah. yeah and, and with poor health, I mean, just even statistically looking at it, I believe it's two thirds of the U.S. is overweight. And yeah, although th right. this, this, this thing is just only, I think, a little misleading just on one component, because if you are measuring BMI, right. uh, it's saying how I think it's like my brother-in-law, technically he would be overweight, but he's yeah, not. Right. He's ripped. He has a six pack. He yeah. has really ripped like broad shoulders. So that's maybe not the <laughs> measurement. Yeah. But yeah, apparently yeah, there is a significant amount of the population that's overweight. And I believe it's a third that are obese. Right. I mean, that's insanity. Like the problem used to be access to food. Now it's a exactly. problem of, I mean, exactly. not putting everything in our mouths. That's what I think it's coming down to. Yeah. Well, an education about like not just restricting calories, but having the right calories, having the right yeah. macros, like knowing what you're putting in in your mouth to to like what you ingest that's like it's just everything it's so important i can't emphasize that enough like i also when i was a teenager like i didn't know this stuff i just didn't i didn't look it up i didn't research i took like you know biology and stuff but there it, it was about your whole body it wasn't really focusing tons on like what your diet was um and so i just i never made these connections for years and years and like my health suffered because of that absolutely suffered and and now having this this other perspective, like I can't even, the reason why I'm so passionate about this is I can't even describe to you the difference that has made in my personal life of having these changes. And so if people can just experience like even a fraction of these changes, it just makes all the difference in being able to be like a highly functioning, happy member of society. And it's just like, it's so good. I just want to share it with people. No, so <laughs> do you recommend just a quick, maybe a little action step or something someone yeah. for one meal or for a week or for five days? For sure. Days? Yeah. Something so like I said, like probiotic supplements, and then also start with, um, start with kefir. 
in the mornings if you have that as part of your breakfast um, or if you don't like dairy products or if you don't like kind of like the yogurt taste or whatever. Um, if you try like sauerkraut or kimchi um, or really, again, like any fermented food, that is a great way to just start trying to rebalance your gut health um, and, and really support the, the, the gut-brain axis. Um, so I would say that. And then, oh my gosh, I mean, there's so many things I could get into. But if you like, you know, are trying to just in general have a more balanced diet, I would encourage you to try to actually, I sometimes use if I'm trying to really track macros, if I'm trying to like bulk muscle or do, do some change specifically, I, I will track on my fitness pal. It's a great app. Mm -hmm. You can, it helps you track not just, I don't, I don't think calories are extremely important. I think it's more about, you know, the, the breakdown of the fats, the proteins and the carbohydrates um, and the, and the nutrients, what, you know, how much fiber you're getting, sodium intake, all this stuff. And you can track that hundred percent just by putting in the food, the food substance on the app. And it's very helpful if you don't have a base of knowledge in figuring this out, this will give you a lot of resources about like, oh, this is, and it gives you the goal. So like, for example, um, you're supposed to do about 50% carbohydrate, 20% protein and 30% fat in any given day. That's like the, the normal thing. And if you're trying to put on weight, you increase the protein on that. You take down a little bit of the carbohydrates and the fat. So there's different like strategies for that, but the, I would recommend the MyFitnessPal app um, for someone who's kind of starting out trying to figure out how can I, how can I make small changes for that? And, and it also allows you to put in, you know, if you have um, exercise and however many correlating calories are with that. So okay. I recommend that one. So yeah. MyFitnessPal app, and then it sounds at its core, it's would be more, more greens and water rich. Mm -hmm. And yeah, of course, for less sure. sugar. I mean, just less sugar in general. Oh, hundred like, percent. Sodium, I think you were mentioning as well. Yes, sodium yeah. and sugar. We don't even and sugar trans fats, trans sugar. fats, okay. sodium and sugar, okay. are in like so much that you don't realize. If you go to the grocery store, pick out like your normal grocery routine, and then look on the back at the nutrition info, and don't even don't just look at like the the breakdown of what everything is going on. Look at the ingredients that are in it, and that'll give you the best idea of what's what's actually going on the ingredient at the beginning is what what's you know, the highest percentage of what's the input and it's like decreasing proportional inputs as it goes down the yeah. list so you can really see how much um stuff is in there and, and a lot of us will surprise you hmm. um the the number one rule actually that i like to go by okay is if you try to purchase things that have one ingredient listed on that list oh, no. <laughs> just get a banana just get oh. avocados yep. just get, like yep. as close to the source as possible is mm. is absolutely the best way to go in terms of um just the least processed food possible mm. um mm. so yeah and then i mean google is or whatever browser you use is oh, an my. absolute <laughs> wealth of knowledge oh man so if you're you know trying to create new recipes um don't be intimidated by it. Just try. Like, yeah, uh, you know. I'm totally with you on that. I'm not. Um, well, I'll say now I'm a cook. I or I guess anyone's a cook, right? If you cook at least once or twice, yeah. I definitely like. We have some uh, some food subscription that comes to the house, and they have the the ingredients and the recipe. Yep. And for me, it's it's always just so overwhelming. Like I used to even stress out cooking. Really, I mean, I only learned how to cook rice yeah. um, like a year and a half ago. Because for some yeah. reason, I just associated so much pain with learning this. <laughs> yes. My, my mom would always cook the most amazing rice and beans. Yeah. 
But then she is a know, really good cook. I remember that. Yes, that's how to do it. Well, it's it's also it's made with a lot of love. So yeah. love is a more spiritual aspect. Yes. But with recently, just I, I thought, you know what? I just got to try this. You follow the instructions. You have the ingredients. You're just putting you're just putting stuff in. Yeah. And that should follow it. And like you're saying, Anna, it's nothing rocket science. I no. mean, you're not making ratatouille. That's no. Yeah. But that'll food. come with time. It's all building blocks. True, I mean, you yeah. start with rice and then you do rice with cilantro yeah. and chickpeas and then you yeah. keep, you know, building on that. Um, so, yeah, well, good for you for starting Thank that. You. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I feel very accomplished. And, That's awesome. you know, I'm working my way up. I'm making, uh, I made lasagna uh, nice. a couple months ago. Very nice. It uh, was, in my mind, so much more difficult than I thought. But yeah. Not, and what's also crazy is... How like I, we were talking before about how uh, it's really not that expensive, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's really not because if you make let's say a bigger batch like for me I'll do a lot of meal prep yes rice beans vegetables those are yep. like the three main components yep. I cook a nice big batch I'm great for like three days exactly I know yeah and the time that you save so it is totally. let's say time intensive okay so if you don't want to cook every day cook that that one larger meal just right. portion it out and you're set it's no set. totally something too crazy no no yeah totally i yeah anybody can do it all your listeners just know that you can do it (laughs) so so i also wanted to mention real quick um the aspect that has to do with spiritual health um because i know both you and i think about this a lot um so something that i think is really uh you know tied to food intake and and your spiritual health is fasting and fasting isn't something that we really talk about a lot in this culture, even though there's, you know, for thousands of years, people of many different religions have done it. So that begs the question, you know, like, why do they do it? Why is this so, why has this been done so frequently? How is this spiritually beneficial? Um, and as a Christian, you know, I, I value fasting because it's actually, it's taking a set period of time to deprive yourself of that instant gratification and the comfort of food and it, instead it forces you to reflect and pray on like the sustenance that god provides in our spiritual lives um and you know like jesus himself fasted in the bible and the gospels it talks about he used that time that period of time out in the desert to be close with god and then in uh the bible like satan tempts him to eat after that and jesus responds by saying that man shall not live by bread alone but on every word that comes from god so it's this like idea when you're thinking about food, like in this holistic manner, that that food should have its proper place, and that setting food aside for this limited period of time, um, you know, it can help us reflect on the things we need besides food, such as, and that's so counterintuitive when we're thinking about like nutrition science, like it's all about food, but it's also thinking about the whole, the big picture of like food is important, but we also desperately need. God in the same way that we desperately need food <laughs> and that can actually help us food can help us or, or you know setting it aside for that period of time it can help us grow in relationship to God and the crazy thing also with this is that there are also so many significant nutritional physical benefits to fasting um so when you fast your body just on the very basic level your body obviously loses fat which helps you lower your risk of obesity-related diseases, diabetes, sleep apnea, um, all this other stuff. So for these diseases, intermittent fasting is, you know, beneficial. I'm sure sure you've heard that around. That's become Mm -hmm. something that's decently popular. Um, There's different types of intermittent fasting you can do, and I'm I'm all, like, for that. Um, But also, so the Mayo Clinic also writes, I have the quote here, um, 
that some research suggests that intermittent fasting may be more beneficial than other diets for reducing inflammation and improving conditions associated with inflammation, such as Alzheimer's disease, arthritis, asthma, mm. MS, and stroke. Um, mm. And then also the, the National Institute of Health um, notes that with, you know, with fasting or intermittent fasting, the really important thing is metabolic switching. Um, this means that fasting triggers the body to switch its source of energy from glucose stored in the liver to ketones, which are stored in fat. Ketogenesis, which is that, that switch, is the, or the increase of ketones in the bloodstream, um, that's what you're talking about, energy. That's what that mm. actually is. <laughs> Ketones uh, are glucose in the bloodstream. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, that initiates activity in a variety of cellular signaling pathways known to influence health and aging. So that, wow. that's crazy. Fasting actually is slowing the process of aging. And then I think that that is so cool that like that, that is part of the Christian spiritual tradition is something that both connects you to God in terms of relying on him for your your physical needs and also in the process of doing that you're literally slowing your aging and and uh, it also points out that the, the activity um fasting enhances the body's defenses against oxidative and metabolic stress wow. and initiates the removal or repair of damaged molecules the impact of ketogenesis carries over into the non-fasting period and can improve glucose regulation increase stress resistance and suppress inflammation so it's just like these physical and spiritual benefits like intersecting with fasting and i think that's just like really 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 cool <laughs> yeah would this be one day three days, um, so like, yeah there's different types of fasting the, yeah. there's um i think one of the most popular ones is where you it's like the 812 is what's called um and this is the intermittent fasting there's also i mean i think in the in the spiritual traditions there's like where you have uh certain like a week where you only eat during the the uh when it's dark it's so okay. like after dusk before dawn um i'm not sure in other uh like in islam or or other uh, it, it, religions islam but religion. yeah. Uh -huh. yeah but at least in christianity if you go through yeah. the bible there's there's periods of fasting so it's like mm -hmm. a longer extended period but i know that what intermittent fasting is it's um you basically there's different ways of doing it but the most popular one is you can you constrain yourself to eight hours so you can pick any eight hours. It can be, you know, in from noon to 8 p.m. or yeah. whatever that you eat. But outside of that time frame, your body is doing exactly this ketogenesis thing. Um, and and there's so many, there's benefits to that. So Is that also with water as well? Is it water? Yeah, you can. No, you, ha you do drink water during okay. it. They say you can drink water, coffee, things that don't have. I mean, coffee has like five calories, I think, in a cup. But oh, it's... Yeah. Um, it's it's still it's allowing your body to to enter that state of ketogenesis mm. um so i think that you know if i would encourage people that if you wanted to give that a try um but then also making sure that you're not just doing that like if you're doing it also try to take those hours that you're hungry and that you're experiencing that kind of like desire for food and think about how god is you know he is our source of sustenance and he is our source of fulfillment um, it's just, it's a really interesting juxtaposition of your physical state and your spiritual state. Yeah. Like you, you kind of inter, inter, interwind the, yes. interwoven the, the two of them, the physical yes. and the spiritual. And yeah, a lot, even with like what you're eating as well, it just puts you in a better state that you can be mm -hmm. more receptive and really more aware. And I mean, as just, we don't have to go too deep into it, but I had <clears> lived <throat> in Morocco 
mm-hmm. uh, for about a little more than a year. And yeah. I'm whenever I do something, I'm like 100% all in. Yeah. So I was there living with the family, and I I did the the uh, Ramadan, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fascinating the the change of the body, and also where you kind of uh, grab energy from different sources. Because mm-hmm. like you're saying, it's just it's very habitual, and the need to constantly eat and just that instant gratification. Yes. When it's put off, you just focus on so many different things as well. Yeah. And you you listen to your body more, and you you're not just operating on such an animalistic level. You're more totally. like, okay, the food's not there. What's going to happen now? Like, where do we, totally. where do we go from? Incredible. Yeah, definitely recommend. Yeah. Maybe not a month. And to be fair, I did actually get sick. Um, I think it a was, month is a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it's the same thing. Like, uh, you know, we had, we would have cast root, which would be the breaking of the fast at probably oh, nice. like 7 p.m. Yeah. And then fatur, which is the breakfast in Arabic. Yeah. Uh, but it's weird because we would have breakfast. I don't know if we did it right, but I'm guessing we did. I would be sleeping. And then the woman I lived with, like her and her family, she'd like come up, wake me up at probably, I think, 3.30 in the morning. Wow. Just like eat. So I'd, I'd be sleeping, wake up at 3.30, have this really large plate and just go back to bed. <laughs> so was that was that like because it was before dawn? Was that yeah, what it was they before were doing? dawn. And then, yeah, okay. it was because it was before, well before dawn. My thing yeah. was, couldn't we have done that at maybe 6 a.m.? <laughs> there's something i'm missing i think that's oh funny. you know what i think it is i think because there may there's the five calls to prayer during the day oh, so okay. I, I mean i could be wrong i may get corrected by anyone who um is more knowledgeable but that's what i understand yeah um, but yeah. yeah just to your main point connects you spiritually and yeah you know, focusing not so much food 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 gratification right but really taking a step back and totally you, so why not it I, it literally heals your body <laughs> because no, totally. you would think food come on like br- bring it on in and then yeah it's just such a change i know yeah so it's wild and then so i wanted to mention that also and then kind yeah. of like the last thing that i wanted to also mention um when we're getting into so i, I have this phrase that i like i don't know if this is something that other people say but it's the corporatization of health Oof. um oh. And this also ties into like kind of some government ethical concerns when it comes to this. Let's such a um, let's go into it. Let's let's talk yeah. So okay, so the first point is like we are the reason why it's so important to be informed as an individual and to have control over these decisions in your life is because we live in a culture where you're just barraged constantly with unhealthy options masquerading as good choices. <laughs> Um, and again, there are options. They're not, excuse me, they're not forcing you to do this stuff. They're not forcing you. You have to eat this. You have to ingest this. But it's marketed as a good choice. And so it's very confusing for people sometimes to like say, like, for example, there's, I think Mariah Carey, it is, just teamed up with McDonald's um, to like promote her Mariah Carey menu or whatever. And what, basically what it's giving away a ton of free food okay. from McDonald's. Um, and that is like so bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love McDonald's sometimes. It's actually like (laughs) really good. (laughs) Tastes amazing, but I do not eat it. I eat it very rarely because it is like, it is so, 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 so bad for you. So the fact that like there, we have a celebrity who's very influential person teaming up with McDonald's to promote this and offering food tons of food for free like if you go on she is it's just insane there's so much food for free from mcdonald's that she's offering um 
So all I'm saying is like, sure, she's free to do that. McDonald's is free to do that. But individuals have to be informed about the significant impact of diet on mental health. That's really what I'm kind of getting into. And this, and the same thing goes for fad diets. I mean, it's always like, you know, really skinny women in bikinis and like jacked guys, like just like hanging out on the beach, like, and then there's like, eat this and you'll look like this. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Yes. And it's just like so damaging to like so actual, damaging. like, like actual health. And so th there's so much that in the corporatization where it's like you are getting barraged by all this false information. And if you don't know the truth, then you're, of course, you're going to be susceptible to it. Of course, you're going to believe like, well, if I eat this, I'll look like that. So I'm just going to eat this. Yeah, very And it's sad. It's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're associating the two together. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. totally. 100%. Totally. And and like um you know pharmaceutical companies they they spend for every dollar they spend developing on research and development on new drugs they spend 19 dollars advertising wow that drug 19 times yeah 19 times as much advertising yeah. as actually developing the drug so you know yeah. and this on that track too like you know they have medication is is pushed as a remedy all the time rather than mm. people adopting these lifestyle changes oh. and there's an obvious financial incentive for this mm. for them and so you know we live in a capitalistic society they're yes. free to do that but also it, it really comes down to the individual knowing yeah individual knowing that like the the real facts of your health and then making the decision whether or not you want to pursue that medication mm. so yes yes so yeah and yeah. I, I, absolutely just to that point if i could just uh, make yeah a, for uh, sure with uh yeah, I mean, for like one analogy that I try to use for, let's say, uh, prescription drugs or anything like that, like let's say if I were to break my leg, yeah, mm -hmm. when I break my leg, I'm in pain, I need right. some kind of support, so or even just to walk, I may have, a, let's say, a, a crutch. The crutch helps me walk. Sure. Eventually, though, like because sometimes events happen and we can't automatically just get our bodies in the best state. No, hundred percent. Yeah. You're using a crutch to walk, let's say, six months to a year. I never broke my leg. Yeah. Wood. Hopefully I don't. And what happens, though, is eventually you build the strength back up and you no longer need the crutch. Now, what worries me is just people I've met, people I know, and the the consistent dependency on a lot of the prescription drugs yeah. to help them get into a better state. And right. sure, that's fine. Look, I've also been in this arena. It's definitely necessary. I yeah. won't put though... Let's say if you're taking uh, medication, just I'm going to use a typical example for mental health or depression or something like that. Mm -hmm. How can you be taking this for over five, 10 years? I mean, yeah. that's, that's so alarming to me. Yeah. And it's, you know, we empathize and we understand, but there's got to be some kind of switch because look, I'm not a, a doctor on this or anything, but a state change, working on our biochemistry, taking care of the health mm -hmm. may not solve it immediately, but it's going to get you in a better place. 100%. How are we going yes. to, it's just for me, that really bothers me. And yeah, definitely part of the corporatization. Yeah. Healthy. It's like, they say that there's like one tool, like I see like health or your, all your options for right. health and, and for recovery as like tools in the toolbox. Yeah, absolutely. Actually. I mean, that's actually uh, to get into a little bit more controversial subject. So like sure. the COVID vaccine, uh, that's also how I see that. That's like a tool mm. in the toolbox of reducing your symptoms. And, and people are free to get that if they want to get that. And they should, in my opinion, also be free to not get that if they don't mm -hmm. want to. But it, it's like, why is that mandated when 
and and even incentivized by like Krispy Kreme offering donuts when like heart disease kills way more Americans oh per year than COVID, oh, and obesity is the number one comorbidity yeah. with COVID, oh, and not right. no one and no one is talking on either side of the aisle about oh. asking people to adopt no. healthy lifestyle changes that would like drastically reduce their risk of COVID. Oh my god! So, well, <laughs> I, I think this, part, this is where me and you may like, regardless of our opinions, is we may really agree. At least you know Bill Maher. If you, of course, you know this guy. I actually yeah. had the chance to go see him and Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore it was really funny. He's yeah, very uh, comedic, and yeah, he talks about that. Just how no one talks about health. Yes. No. You just no don't one. do it. Like everything. If yeah. Because with COVID, like you're saying, the uh, comorbidity and the number one cause was uh, obesity. Obesity. Really yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, because if we're telling like more McDonald's, more food that is not conducive to your health right and then we're it's just it's so counterintuitive yeah uh, i don't know where we go from there because totally. how do you get people to change well here's what really i think the heart of the issue is and this is where it gets like really sad because i'm not really sure what the change is <laughs> mm. and i guess it's like electing new people to some extent but it's it's worth noting that two-thirds of the members of congress received campaign checks from pharmaceutical companies in 2020 and 38 federal senators have $13.4 million in pharmaceutical companies' stock while they're literally legislating to benefit these pharmaceutical companies. For example, they passed a policy that says that, you know, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson, Johnson have legal immunity if there's any side effects from the COVID vaccine. How um, does that happen, by the way? Because I heard about they, that. I mean, without going I don't to have, they just, I, they passed, I didn't look at the exact, I could look at the amendment, um, but they, they passed that. And it's like how there's a very clear conflict of interest here. I don't understand how people who are elected are able to legislate that gets them returns on their stock portfolios. Like that is, it's so corrupt. The CEO of Pfizer actually stated that they expect a $15 billion revenue from the vaccines by the end of the year. That's a 30% profit and that's only Pfizer. And get this, mm -hmm. Pfizer is the fifth most invested in stock by the members of Congress. Wow. The fifth. And, and let me ask, when did they start investing? I think would be an interesting question. A long time ago. So in oh. 2004, oh. 2004, there were actually 42 members of Congress who were invested in pharmaceutical companies. Or sorry, 42 senators, just the senators, not even including the House of Representatives. Oh, and the pharmaceutical now with specifically with Pfizer, uh, just I mean, given with the vaccine and other stuff like that. Yeah. So that increase you're saying was from 2004? No, so the $15 billion revenue is just for, from the vaccine mandate. So it's just from 2020. Hmm. Yeah. And, but that's only, that's only Pfizer again. So, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if like their, their portfolios or stock portfolios are public, but um, the, there's, you know, incredible revenues to be had. And okay, so maybe to be fair, I'm sure some of them have financial managers that they're, they're not probably 100% making the decisions on this. Yeah. Um, but they're still but, responsible. I mean, but they're they're very responsible. They're legislating <laughs> to benefit <laughs> these companies. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's really yeah. it's corrupt. And it, it's yeah. And the problem is that like when people get elected, mm -hmm. the people who would you know want to make these changes are people who are not elected yet. Mm -hmm. Once you get elected and you have the ability, you know, they say power corrupt. Like absolutely. Like you, yeah, yeah. you, you get into this position, and then it's it would be very difficult if there's an opportunity that's so easy, and it is unethical, but it's so easy to make so much more money and enrich yourself 
for passing legislation that affects right. these pharmaceutical companies. It's just like, gosh, to me that it's so sad because who, the, the people who get the short end of the stick are the individuals who are 100%. getting barraged by the, the unhealthy options. And it's, it's the pharmaceutical companies, it's the manufacturers of bad food. And it's just so difficult as an individual to see through all of this and to be like, okay, what's the, what, what's like the basic truth? The basic truth mm -hmm. is that like, I'm responsible for my body mm -hmm. and I need to attend to these four areas. And if, if any of this doesn't fit in to that, then I, then I shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, but that's hard. It's hard when you're constantly getting told every single day, yeah. you know, and, and when the government is not helping. <laughs> it, it kind of we're like out of the, the mold of society and what's really there. And yeah. just another point within Congress, at least uh, within the House, I mean, what is the incentive to like, if you don't uh, follow like the norm or whatever is mm -hmm. making you the most money, you're probably going to lose your seat. You know, right. Like, you'll lose your seat. You'll lose donate campaign donations, which is, you know, there needs to be significant campaign finance reform with this yeah. stuff. Um, you'll, you, you might lose, um, you know, the leadership's like whatever their, like you know, their preferences or privileges. Exactly. You're not going to lose your committee assignment no. or whatever, but like you'll, you, there's internal stuff that, that you'll, you'll lose. And so, yeah, like every incentive in the world exists for them to legislate like this. And and it's mm. just, it's sad. It's it's screwing over the American people. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad indeed. We are yeah. I mean, you know, it starts with us. Yeah. It's tough to depend on any figure or authority or just, I mean, really. Yeah. Also, I think it's it's one thing to know it, but how do you get to know it? Because you can also learn something, but not apply any of it. Totally. You know, so like yes. someone listening now. So let's, let's actually, let's be, I guess, maybe more real time someone who maybe hears sure. this or i mean you have a conversation with later on they know this but then yeah. what's that final call to action or that final push or the yeah. final pull so yeah the, fi the final analysis really is i would just say like um first of all if you i think there's two aspects there's what you see and then there's what you do Oof. so when you see like for example some advertisement for a drug or some advertisement for a fad diet or some random piece of like, if you eat this, it will kill you. Like just stop for a second and just like, don't, don't believe it immediately. I would just encourage people to be critical thinkers. Mm. Go, if you see this and you're interested in it and you want it actually is, that's fine. But go and research a little bit yourself and don't click the top thing on Google. <laughs> like, Go oh, or, or whatever browser you use. I know, right? <laughs> it, go deeper into the issue. Try to find like not what Fox News or CNN is saying. Like, don't yeah. just look at the people who also have financial interests in portraying a certain message. But go deeper and and try to go to like reliable sources to figure out truth. And then also like talk to other people, talk to specialists, talk to like your doctor, ask, is this something that's actually legitimate or is it not? So I think there's a little bit of critical thinking when it comes to evaluating like the advertising and the messaging that we're hearing, government policies, same thing. If you hear like, you know, it's, it's just not a good idea to take public health advice from people who are financially incentivized to, to advocate for certain things. And so it's just take everything with a grain of salt evaluate whether this is going to be helpful or harmful for you everything not just talking about vaccine talking about everything like mm. 
so that's what I would encourage, first of all, like is the seeing aspect of just don't automatically believe everything. Just take everything in, research it for yourself. And then the application part of it, it does take action to be a healthy person. So the areas of your life, mental, emotional, uh, physical, and spiritual, kind of, you can even write it down, like write down, like, where am I right now? And where do I want to be? And what do I need to do to get there? And with a little bit of research and diet adaptations, starting to just like go on walks or join a gym membership or something like that. Um, don't buy into the mentality that you'll start tomorrow. That's a very prevalent mentality that is is difficult. It, it, it really hinders people um, from being able to succeed because they're just constantly pushing it off. And again, that gets back into the instant gratification incentives. So start today, like go to the gym today, go on a walk today, um, pray today. There's like things that you can really do now instead of saying, I'll do it in the future, do it now. And mm. so this is a combination of research and action um, mm. that, uh, that I would say that would be kind of like the takeaway action okay. items from this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the, the, like the research, like the know-how and then the action, the actual doing. Yeah. And yeah, literally do it right now. Momentum, go with it. It's like they say the best time to plant a tree was 20, I uh, guess, or something like the best time I do something was 20 years ago and the second best time is now or something like that. I, I always get these quotes messed up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Idea, yeah, yeah. Research, go do it. Because really the, the person who's suffering the most, and it's not just you who suffers, like we think our actions only affect ourselves. Also, they affect, I mean, family members, the people we right. interact with. And what I've noticed, at least the past totally. few weeks, uh, since that event I went to in Florida, the Unleash Your Power Within, just morning meditation, doing my athletic yeah. greens, uh, yes. uh, cold showers, excellent health. And oh, yeah, my interactions with others. So, so Yeah, oh, the cold showers, I actually got to do it after this. Um, not too excited, but it's going to happen. Best wishes. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Oh, man, it's, it's so too cold. Uh, but it's, it's great, and you condition yourself. Um, but yes. then you realize you also have better interactions with others. Your patience is there. And, you know, I, I'm driving during the day and now not everyone's a perfect driver, myself included. Not that I'm actually quite, quite uh, a good driver, but not the best. Actually, of sorry about and, that. I'm actually really proud of my driving. One time I cut off a taxi in New York City. I was uh, like, I have achieved like yeah, level 7,000. <laughs> I mean, that's like, in New York you did this? Oof, okay. Yeah. Yes. The taxi York, driver I mean, in New York. <laughs> no, they're so aggressive. They're so aggressive. I know. And then with doing that, I'm sure you've experienced, you know, someone cuts you off, something like this, something happens. And like, you know, the other day, um, I mean, you know, driving in DC gets a little hectic sometimes, although mm -hmm. I actually do enjoy it a lot. I don't think it's really that bad at all. You know, we maybe some cutting off, something happens, the person maybe gives a finger or shouts. Immediately yeah. our reaction is to get defensive, to right. uh, go against that, be like, this person's so evil, so wrong. Literally all I do at the moment deep breath yes I yes like oh man well you know we're not perfect that was a tough scenario yep. now, what i imagine though is what if and I that was gets in back to like your your influences not being constantly influenced exactly. by what yeah. you see or what you feel but like having your own self-centered first and that yeah. it's it's all exactly it's all tied in have it no so right having that own self-center and taking it just take it and but when you're in a better state with your health from mentally emotionally physically spiritually as you were saying you already give yourself yeah. much better odds uh, being in a place where you can contribute, not just internally, but to others. 
And I think that's sort of the crux of it is, is sort of the idea. Percent. Health is really everything. Yeah. Well, well I wasn't much. expecting to get a, a master it class, is. but really I think is. we definitely, I think we definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> I think we definitely did. Look, yeah, we had, I had a lot of fun. This was awesome. Before, no, yeah, before wrapping up, any, anything you want to just uh, slip in there or to conclude with? And I do have one last section that we'll work on, which shouldn't be more than a few minutes. Uh, but anything else you want to mention? Sure. No, I, I, mean, I think that's good. I think we, I think we covered everything now. Sorry. Just remember the gut-brain axis. I encourage you to go, you know, yeah. go read that more on your own. Um, but, yeah, gut-brain axis. Okay, excellent. And the last little part we do here. It's incredible because usually there's some other uh, component, but we just really work through something different. But I always like to include, well, actually, before doing that, I'll go to gratitude, which I like to end my episodes just with some gratitude for my guests that came on. So, of course, thank you for coming on, but also thank you for your commitment to uh, learning mm. about different topics that the public, let's say, or most people don't really pay enough attention to. Um, being someone who what I value is in the political world, who's able to communicate with people from their side, the other side, and a third, fourth, fifth, sixth side, super crucial. And I also try to do it a lot myself. So yeah, just thank you for commitment to knowledge, reaching out and growth and contributing more than yourself. Always incredibly valuable when people do that. So thank you. Now, the last part we like to conclude with is one of my favorite parts called the nugget of wisdom to elevate like Zeus. So uh, really quick story of Zeus. Um, he was born Same goes with him and his siblings. Same goes for you, Bruce. <laughs> Same goes oh, for you. I appreciate that about you. You're so, you're, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. And I think there's a little bit of a lag. Um, so we'll try to see what we can do. Uh, so the final part, just nugget of wisdom, elevate like Zeus. Story of Zeus is uh, born of Cronus and Rhea. Um, Cronus, his father, viewed him as a threat and and his siblings so try to eat all his siblings but zeus was able to yes. escape yeah was able to escape and basically he ended up at the bottom of life and such a tough and difficult situation but he manages to work his way up overcome adversity gain knowledge gain experience and ends up becoming zeus that we all know about so what would be your nugget of wisdom for someone that you want to leave them off with that could help equip them to elevate like Zeus did from a place of whether lack of knowledge, lack of resources, or lack of ability to become their best self and to become someone of value to the world. Okay, before you continue, I think there's a, a lag quite heavy. So there's about a 10 second pause. Service. Um, um, oh, so there we go. Okay, I think the most important service. thing that you can do uh, in life really is service. And uh... <laughs> okay, that's so saying service. So, um, it's very counterintuitive, but when you serve, you actually become like the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. And so putting others' interests in front of yourselves, and I mean, that's a very Christian principle, but uh, putting others' interests in front of yourself 
yourselves and making sure that every day you're looking for ways to serve and love other people. Um, and I mean, all, all of what we've talked about today is very important in terms of having knowledge and really critically think about the world. But if I could just put it into one final message for people, like, yes, pursue that knowledge base that we've talked about, but really uh, the nugget of wisdom, just look for ways to serve other people and you will have much, much more satisfactory and full of a life. Well, excellent. Very well said. And hopefully that even runs through and yeah, serving others, doing something larger than yourself. Uh, I really can't attest to that enough. Miss Anna, thank you so much. Muchas gracias. I don't know why I'm saying Spanish, but you speak Spanish very well. So, you know, uh, thanks so much. And the lag was a little tricky, but the content's still there. Valuable. Take action. Learn about your health. And I can't wait to do this again next time where we're going to focus more on Anna Duff. Very excited for it. De nada. Sí, ahora sí. Sí, sí. All right, everybody. Adios. And ask big questions and live with passion. Always. Adios. <laughs>